I'm very blessed now to welcome our guest for the day. It is still Women's Month, so I'm so happy that we get to celebrate yet another strong woman in South Africa. Her name is Muriel Mokhati Mvubu. She's known as Mo Africa Wa Mokhati. She's born in Mamalodi, as I told you guys, South African multifaceted artist. You're talking a poet, an author, performing arts producer, curator, voiceover artist, and an award-winning radio presenter, as well as a civic leader. Thank you so much for joining us today and welcome to Elevate It. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Let's take it back to Mama Lodi. I mean, you know, they sometimes say, can anything good come from Soweto, from Durban, from Johannesburg? Can anything <laughs> good come from South Africa? Take me back to Mama Lodi from where this beautiful creature, which is more Africa, came from. A South African, you know, a multicultural township uh, just in the outskirts of the capital city. Um I mean, it's, uh, one would say, a confined space, you know, uh, to mm. grow up in where one's uh, influence come from different um, corners. Uh, the mm. other side, you find, you know, uh, this tribalistic uh, division happening uh, where, you know, I find myself or, you know, naturally speaking, mm-hmm. then. The, the 11 official languages uh, without sure. even being aware, you know, of, of the divide. Um, you hear jazz music, you hear pop music, you hear traditional, you know, uh, vendor music, you hear gospel music, you hear all sorts, you know, it's a multicultural space. And um, those, are where my, those were my formative years mm-hmm. of of trying to to find myself and understand what is it um, I want to pursue in life. And that has become my sort of like my anchor. The the, mm-hmm. the townships of South Africa have become my anchor, uh, the way they were systemized. And my work as a civic leader also speaks, you know, into that sphere. So, I speak for the streets, I like to say. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I speak for the streets. (laughs) Take me once again back to those streets. You know, I I just came from, I took a pastor and his wife that's visiting with us on a tour in Soweto. And I was looking at some of the mothers in the streets, you know, so much history there, so much wisdom, so much pain, so much freedom, liberation. You see everything in those mothers. In the streets of Mama Lodi, where you grew up, who were the women, the strong women that you looked up to, and what impact did they have on your life? Wow. Um, the lady, Comrade Mama, and there was this lady, well, she was very, very politically inclined. Um, and she was, uh, uh, you know, uh, the lady of the uniform. Um, you know, <laughs> as we would refer to, 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 uh, to the church ladies to mm-hmm. say, no, that one is the lady of the uniform. Her name was Comrade Mama, and everyone knew her by that name. Um, she was one of those women who who were passionate about, you know, the township, about 
the safety of the township working within the street committee space mm -hmm. you know you see them or uh, from coming back from their uh, thursday prayers you know sort of like a, a model of how how a woman how a young girl can be and mm -hmm. she she was that person and i i guess i got to to really introspect her her influence on me quite later later in my years and mm. you know when i find myself um trying to to make to make a uh, meaning of of the things that i do um i guess when when one gets older you know you want to understand why are you doing particular yeah. things and mm -hmm. you know i'm one person i want to pinpoint it's like okay this is the root cause uh, how do i deal with 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 things so mm -hmm. comrade mama was one of those women and uh she built her house you know with recycling money she wow. would be the one taking um a, a, a loudspeaker i'm trying to find the the right english word for it mm -hmm. um where you would you know speak into it um uh, yeah english is failing me right now but she would just <laughs> go around yes. you know mm -hmm. uh, and just preaching you know while she's speaking mm. up uh cans and you know speaking speaking god speaking politics speaking mm. community and also speaking environment like who mm. does that <laughs> you know and she was mm. one of those women to say wow you can be really old but she built her house you know with the recycling money um from all those walks of talking you know politics and uh, and god it's it's phenomenal you know and, and and recently i did a performance and i was like how do i speak of the women who have influenced me mm -hmm. and her name came back to my mind to say this woman who who reminded us the importance of street committees of how to be safe you know mm -hmm. um but yeah, it's it's it it was just you know she's a fascinating character right now in in my writing you know my writing world. Um, when I'm seeing anything that has to do with uh, women's stories, I'm just like I must find a way to to speak the story of these women. And I guess also when I'm talking about her now, it's it's like I'm molding her back to life, you know, mm. in in a way, yeah. Is she then also part of the people who molded you into the civic leader that you are today? And why was it important for you to also attend to that part of your calling? I say that part because you really, truly are multifaceted. You do so many things. But what interests me is that you're still involved in the civic uh, society, you know, uh, I am because of others and others are because of me. And once we can understand that, you know, uh, when 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 one or two are gathered and mm -hmm. We, mm -hmm. we must we must come to that point, you know, those reminders that we can never do it alone. It's it's what makes me um to do the things that I do uh, without even thinking about, oh, another project coming through. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, but it it has become second nature. And by extension, yes, Comrade Mama was one of those women. And it is also when, when you are experienced to, uh, or rather when you are exposed uh, to certain, you know, light of, of or, or certain side of the coin, and you want to tell everyone about it. You know that feeling? Like mm -hmm. when you've when when you're fresh born again Christian is like, hey, 
We want to tell everyone. I was like, I want to tell everyone about Christ. And, you know, you are just eager and excited. And for me, the civic work, it has been exactly that. To tell the people that let's we have the voice to voice some of these things that are happening in society. Mm-hmm. We have, you know, the voices and the means to work the ground and to make the change that we want to see. And I call myself a serial civic leader. I'm <laughs> so happy with that with with that term. Uh I work for the people and and I love it. Um it's it also we have lost our ways, you know, of mm-hmm. of how we can share the little that we have, how, how we yes. can, you know, uh expand, you know, the love and and the commu- the communal the communal love is fading and mm-hmm. no one is asking why is the communal love fading? Uh, why is the civic work not working anymore? Um, and I guess, you know, that is why I, I, I do what I do and without fail, try to bring as many people as I can of working with people within the South African borders, uh, within uh, the SADC region, mm-hmm. and, you know, God willingly, with the rest of the continent, um, with BRICS now, mm-hmm. uh, do we have pastors who are gathering to say, as these conversations are happening, mm-hmm. how do we position ourselves as pastors within the BRICS? Is that, is that even an option, you know, Um or a possibility for such to happen? Is it only about the politics? Is it only about the economics? But what about the spirituality of yes. these people? You know, it is... So my mind is its always questioning these things and questioning how one can, can occupy space and how to teach others to occupy space. I love that, you know, um, I was saying that the Lord spoke to me when BRICS started or when Xi Jinping arrived and he was talking to me about the fact that this week a lot of key agreements are signed between countries. And the question is, what is the church doing about those agreements? Because it affects the future of our people. Are we praying about it? Do we have insight into it? Do we even know what it's about? And spiritually also, are we sensitive to the principalities and the spiritual aspect of BRIC. So I love what you are saying. But one of the key things about the civic work that you are doing is that you also kind of get to teach people biblical principles indirectly because something like sharing and Ubuntu and all those things, it it is biblical, right? Mm. I mean, it's, it's exactly that. It's, it's exactly that. And, if we lose the essence uh, that 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 we get, you know, uh, from the teachings of of Prophet Jesus, then why are we doing it? Um, and you know, uh, that's why at, at at certain points in our lives, we find you know uh, unspiritual Christians. Then you wonder, uh, where is the unity? You know, mm-hmm. uh, like Comrade Mama would do with the street committees. Do we still have, you know, uh, home cells, mm-hmm. uh, that communal, you know, space? And and I'm saying this because of time. Times are changing in, and then no one is no one is really questioning, you know. Um, and I see that the spiritual leaders are either not being too conscious or they are stepping back mm-hmm. and you know or because of it, I, 
I'm still trying to to make sense of that. But when we see other elements are happening in society, you know, one would ask um, the children in um, in Duduza in the east in the east end of Gauteng, uh, when the, like a, a, almost you know a ten percent of the school is committing suicide, including staff members. Mm. What is happening there? Where are the spiritual leaders, you know? And I'm saying spiritual leaders and and not wanting to say the Christians or the whoever, but there's some there should be a spiritual intervention in that space. Uh so we, we don't we don't hear that, you know. Uh we only hear about the politicians. And to take it back to the Briggs, much as we like it or not, but you know, um religion it is political one way or the other. Uh if 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 now the extension of of other countries to join BRICS and then where you find um you know d- a decision made that there won't mm-hmm. be any christianity practice in these countries mm-hmm. where would be our pastors at at that point mm-hmm. so it's about also you know shedding some light um in every sphere of of our lives and with the work that I do, it's it's exactly that. Uh, communal teaching, communal, you know, eating, um, mm. and also trying to learn, you know, how others are doing. And, you know, uh, we, we in South Africa around, two, it was 2007, uh, when we had the high xenophobic attacks, is because of we don't know what others are doing. Mm-hmm. But if we know how others do things, how they practice uh, how 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 they pray, you know? Then it it becomes a a respect uh, approach, you know. It's like mm-hmm. okay, you do this, and I am here, you know. I am for Christ, and you are for whoever. But you know that respect line, it will always be there. Um, yeah, and it's the prayer of my heart is that we get to understand one another uh, without trying to sway, you know, others in 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 different directions. Uh, that a respect uh, a level of of community absolutely is what we need now i do want to remind you that she's also the author of my tongue is a rainbow which is her poetry collection it was launched in washington dc in april 2019 as part of the azania to dc poetry tour and cultural exchange would you be so kind as to perhaps perform i want to put you on the spot and say your favorite <laughs> poem your own favorite poem that you've ever written um, and take us to the music break oh yeah you really got me there uh, you got me okay um this poem is not about a child's frantic cry for a name this poem is not about a language adjuring to be used, fearing its inevitable death. This poem is not about proving that women can work together without squabbles. This poem, it's a city beneath the ground, sprouting names, begging to be remembered. Hang our names on the washing lines. We want to be seen. We have been here before. Hang our names on the washing lines. We want to be seen. We have been here before. We have been here before. Tran 
Transcending through the light. Transcending through the dark. In no slimmers are gonna find us. We have been here before. We have been here before. We have been here before. We have walked this path before. So please. Hang our names on the washing lines. We want to be seen. This is for the women whose names are lost in the margins of history. Happy Women's Month. We heard that beautiful poem. And I must say, you it's like I could see these women you are talking about. I could sense these women you are talking about. Thank you so much for sharing that poem with us. That's Muriel Mokhati Mvubu, of course, known as Mo Africa Wa Mokhati. Tell me uh, more about that poem. Is it something you wrote specifically for Women's Month? Uh, or is it also part of My Tongue is a Rainbow? Oh, thank you. Um, I wrote this poem um, in in quest of of trying to make meaning, you know, of the women whose names are not mentioned in in history books, and it is not part of my tongue is a rainbow. It is part of a project called Small Girl Rising. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it's a it's a quiet, you know. Uh, a passion project of mine with a good friend of mine, Vangile Ganju, and uh, an amazing poet. And now we are joined by Idumele Nkali, mm-hmm. and we're embarking on on a tour um, up above uh, Africa, uh, just you know, sharing stories of of black women who who have uh, stories to share, who have prayers to share, Mm -hmm. who have healing mechanics to share, who have food recipes of healing (laughs) to share. Mm. So, yeah, (laughs) it's part part of a series of of Smoke Girl Rising. Oh, love it. Absolutely love it. Now, I want to talk about uh, being a poet in South Africa or in Africa at large then. People struggle to make a living out of it. And I always ask this to poets. You mentioned the key word there now, passion project. Is poetry still just basically a passion project uh, for poets? Or is it something that you can really make a living out of? Can you fully um, immerse yourself in that calling of yours? You can, uh, but one needs to wear many hats like I do. Mm-hmm. Um and I guess also it has becoming, you know, a tale of of many people that one hand back, you cannot, one cannot yeah. survive on one hand back. So yeah. you have to find means of upselling, you know, the products that you are offering. So uh, besides being a poet uh, on stage, uh, you you find yourself teaching poetry. You find yourself producing poetry. Uh, you find yourself the other day curating, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, for the Nobel Peace Prize. You find yourself exporting South African poets to the world. Mm -hmm. So I wear many hats and 
I make most of my money uh, from 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 being a poet. Either you know, I get excuse me, I get booked to become an MC, but mm-hmm. because of they know that I'm also a poet, then you know I wear two hats. You know, I MC while I share poetry, just the in betweens. Mm-hmm. So it's about also understanding what type of product uh, you have, uh, you are offering to your clients, and sometimes you know. Um, Upselling yourself—it's—it's uh, it's one of the best ways, you know. I've—I've—I've I've, I've written, you know, vows. I've—I've I've written, mm. you know, songs of people walking down the aisle. Um, so you find yourself just exploring, and you know, uh, once you know that this is, you know, the the gift that you have, and then you know, you find ways of how to expand. Um, yeah, but you can live as a poet. Uh, mm. Then it's a it's a very hard job to do, I must say. Um, yeah. And like any other showbiz around the world, you know, it's it is very hard. So you really need to be passionate about it. Uh, there are a lot of uncertainties that are there. Uh, where one uh, don't know when is their next salary, you know, yeah. uh, when they're getting their paycheck. And, you know, you're a freelancer, basically. And mm-hmm. I had to explain this to my mom that I work, I am job hunting all the time. That's my mm-hmm. work. <laughs> since you are, I, I do want to ask you, since you are basically job hunting all the time, what advice would you have for women who might be listening, who's looking for a job and you get discouraged because you either get no responses or you get negative responses all the time. What would your advice be to such a woman? Start, start doing it yourself. Uh, learn how to produce. Learn how to write proposals. Learn how to take photographs. You know, just acquire the skill. And be the jack of all trades and master it all. Mm. Um, then you are able, you know, to embody what you want to pursue and no one can question you when when you know the thing you know um mm. and another woman who who was really you know um opened my eyes in 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 ways that she can never even realize uh i write my i write a poetry in in my mother tongue as well as the baby mm-hmm. and from a distance, I'm seeing this poet woman who is writing in Sesotho and she finds herself, you know, stuck from a distance because of you, you know, when you're, you're a fan of a person, you know, you want to know what is, what are they, when, when is their performance? What are they doing next? And I found myself in, in that space. And when she started to, to create, uh, to rather produce work for herself, it it was a career change and mm-hmm. i've seen the thread you know also within with with the male counterparts yeah. that the best way is to self produce uh but also to teach others i'm big on on teaching others so mm-hmm. once you've acquired the skill you teach another so that you don't find yourself at the top and you're all by yourself <laughs> wow you know uh, Acquire the skill and, and, and teach as many people as you can. And they will mention you in rooms where they can, you know, escalate um, the services that you render or, you know, in say, just escalate the work that you're doing one way or the other. But, yeah, I would advise, you know, um, that one really embodies, you know, um, the ecosystem of the creative and cultural industry holistically. 
to understand you know what are the avenues what are the policies mm-hmm. that are in place yeah. you know and also understanding all of these things somehow shapes one's career uh because of you might find that you thought that you like a particular part of the sector mm-hmm. but actually you are more passionate about the other side of the sector and you know then you can find other means of, of um of being you know financially uh lubricated or viable you know mm-hmm. um for you you know uh to live and not survive as as they would there you have it. Unfortunately, that's where we have to leave it today. And I think as with many of my other guests, we're going to have to pick it up one day again. And since she's not too far from Radio Paul, but hopefully we get her in studio. Mo Africa, wa Mokhati. Thank you so much for your time. May God continue to bless your career. And I believe that somebody was inspired by your testimony today. God bless you. Thank you so much. You are blessed.